The Sit With Warriors podcast originated with the concept of simply that. The idea of when you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. And when someone put it to me that way, I really sat and reflected on how many incredible women, women warriors, leaders, heroines, mentors, badass women that I think would be incredibly inspiring for others to hear from. So we put forth this podcast in the hopes of sharing stories of authenticity and of inspiration. All the guests I have on the podcast will share with you real and authentic stories of love and life and laughter, of moments of transition, of moments of triumph, of those moments of aha, and perhaps some of the lowest. But they're all here to share and for us to sit together. So I ask, will you share with us and sit with us? Tonight, we sit with Michelle. I'm excited to have you returning to our fire to discuss something really, again, a personal and I think close to heart topic, and that is the whole experience of childbirth, mothering, nurturing, and sometimes the aftermath. Indeed. It's been a change, a a drastic change uh, going from, so having one already, going from one to two, becoming a mom of two is a huge change, and I can kind of touch on that as well. So from a, you know, mental standpoint, you know, just kind of navigating through the change of like becoming a mom of two versus one, and still trying to find and navigate, you know, to give energy to my oldest and balance that right and you know trying to put energy into having a marriage and you know to navigate what does that look like now with two kids and my you know my husband who's busy at work and all that kind of stuff and still navigating kind of what's happening in the world I think all of that is is such a huge change and going through having a baby during these times was such an eye-opening and learning and growth uh, experience for myself. So yeah, so probably, you know, the first things I would say is having my my second daughter really changed my perspective on what balance looked like in our household. So it was beginning of kind of this, this new world that we're living in currently. It brought uh I it wasn't as I expected so I you know I expected that with my second daughter I really wanted to do for naturally kind of had a let down on that end where I got to 35 weeks and we had some troubles uh that came up and you know they you know asked us to come in we were told that you know baby Vienna needed to come out early so she's 35 weeks as a mom you're you know thinking oh my gosh like how am I going to navigate that with my two-year-old at home and I'm gonna have a brand new baby my older one was in the hospital for seven days in the beginning so I'm thinking oh my gosh I had the same experience what's that gonna look like my husband unfortunately at that time was only able to be in the hospital for the one day so now I'm alone going through this experience this new experience of being a new mom uh, once again and what's that gonna look like so I think that was my big thing is went in we had set my, my husband was super supportive the day of he came into the hospital he was super positive kept me kept me in a really good spirit and in a positive headspace stayed the night we left my older daughter with my in-laws um and a blessing, you know, was given to us, obviously, with our daughter, Vienna. She came home with 24 hours, which is one of those kind of big surprises with a 35-week-old. And then you forget what that 
coming home feeling is, right? So, oh my gosh, I have to be a mom. Now I'm going to have to feed them and navigating that piece of things. And for me, I struggled with who am I going to be? Who am I going to become when I'm now at home with these two children? Am I going to have time to put effort into myself and work out? Am I going to have time for my marriage? If I don't, what's it going to look like for my husband and I? Am I going to have time to be able to spend with my older daughter and continue to build those memories and bonds the way that I did when it was just a one-on-one dynamic? So the first couple of months were really rough. Lots of tears, um, lots of emotion. I think I kind of retracted myself to asking for help and asking for people to spend time with us, right? So to to kind of get involved in that life because I shouldn't say you're embarrassed, but you are. You're kind of embarrassed to ask for help because you think I should know how to how to do this. I've been a mom already. I shouldn't have to ask for this much help. But that boredom really kicked in. And again, it's important that you know you're honest. And I love the authenticity that you're sharing. Is that even though you were a second mom and even though there could have been the expectation around a sense of knowing it was a unique experience because of so many factors that you've mentioned everything from being in a pandemic to having a second child to navigating the dynamics of a marriage you know there's so many layers to all of this and so I thank you for your honesty about the idea that yeah it was difficult to ask for help at what point did you think was your kind of like your tipping point with it that you thought no I need this I need to figure this out I need to ask for help I think uh, Vienna was probably about, I'm going to say probably close to about that, that three to four month mark where there's some big changes, they're growing. My older daughter was really struggling. So she just was not adjusting. I was going zero nights without sleep. Like I would literally just kind of run on, on coffee and your hormones are already out of whack at that point in time, but lack of sleep, then you're trying to balance a kid. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I, I said to my husband, I broke down. I was crying. I said, I can't do this. Like you, you need to help like you you need to be home more you need to support me and you know maybe I wasn't meant for this and maybe we jumped into this maybe we had our second kid and you know what this wasn't the right decision and Mm. you know you you almost start doubting yourself you almost start doubting the decisions that you make because you're like oh my gosh am I in too deep right Yes, Um, absolutely. And and huge empathy and respect for going through that process. And that strong questioning is how I would describe that, that questioning of of the root, really. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as a mom, you know what, like in society, I I think that we're still not where we need to be, that moms need to kind of be the know-it-alls and we can handle anything and you know what, throw it all on our shoulders and we're not going to break, right? Where there is a breaking point. There's a breaking point where it's, so much to carry during this pandemic not being able to go places socialize like there's friendships that have really changed and not necessarily for the better right change you distance and you hope that those friendships eventually will come back to where they were but it's hard it's evolving right yeah like it's happening and everything it's hard because you're already going through these drastic changes of having this new baby and Mm -hmm. still having another baby and then that support system that you had before Mm -hmm has changed so drastically so you don't have that support the same way right I can't go to a mom that I did with my first daughter so that I think was a big Mm -hmm. thing kind of going back you know I sat down with my husband and I I just broke down and he did his best you know he he unfortunately works in a job that due to this pandemic he was working triple what he would have normally worked and he works a lot to begin with but when he did come home he he would do whatever I needed to do he would cook a meal or he'd start the laundry without me asking or he would uh you know feed the baby take the baby a lot you know say go upstairs go lie down go have some time to yourself he would try to get up in the middle of the night with my older daughter who really regressed when my mother daughter came because I think she felt that she was being replaced, right? Yes. 
Yeah. Um, attention seeking behavior, right? And yeah. So there's, often, there's often that idea that there's a imbalance in that dynamic of energy in the household. And if you're already struggling as a mom and as a, as a human, right, that's, that's hard when you add in another, another component. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. So at that point, you know, we just kind of uh, reached out to family members and we just said, you know what, like we need, we need some help. Right. So I would drop my oldest daughter off for a little while, or I would drop the baby off for a little while. I would go get my nails done when this, when stuff was open, or I would just mm-hmm. lie in bed and I would do nothing. Right. I'd get some sleep, fiddle on my phone, whatever it was that kind of just allowed me to decompress what was going on. I would have a hot shower, which is something that it's such <laughs> your basic necessity oh it's so true though my friend a hot shower I think we talked about this in the beginning of some of the podcasts that's like having a hot coffee as a mom to have a hot coffee I swear to you it probably took me I don't know how many years before I actually actually had a hot coffee at someone's house and I remember saying to them this tastes so different (laughs) this tastes so different (laughs) and they were like it's just regular coffee and I'm like just tastes so different when it's hot and they were like we all giggled about it because it was such a mom comment right like it was such a like a silly, oh my goodness, have I really never sat down and actually enjoyed my coffee? And now I make a really hard point of it. And now, like you said, with the hot shower, same concept, right? As a mom, when do you get to actually have a nice, long, relaxing shower? Exactly. <laughs> like I was just saying to my girlfriend last night, I go, you know, she's like, oh, you know, you should go have a bath and relax. And I said, you know what? I'm actually on Apple TV watching a show. I go, but earlier I go, I actually got a really long, hot shower. Like I, yeah. I, I just stood in the shower and I enjoyed the hot, hot water just coming out of the shower head. Like without no, I, appreciation, right? It's a mindless appreciation. Yeah. Like nobody has to be fed. No one's knocking on the door. So kind of going through that postpartum, I, I had to learn that I can't do everything. I, I can't be in the household trying to be a mom, a wife, a friend, a sister, you know, this, that, or the other, like an employee. Like I can't do all of these things without having some form of self-care for myself. Right. So that Absolutely. for me was the biggest evolution. I'm going to say from like the four month mark to when my daughter turned 12 months. And my youngest daughter is an amazing sleeper. She's, you know, you put her down, she's good to go. It's my oldest one who's gone through full regression, right? But just balancing, always feeling bad, you know, that, oh my gosh, am I doing enough to give both the same attention levels? And then we got to, I think, I'm going to say probably about like nine, 10 months mark. And it happened again. Something changed in me because you get to that point Mm -hmm. where you're close to going back to work, which I'm not back to work yet. I I took 18 months because I went through this. So at that point, I said, you know what? How how am I going to integrate now being a working mom with two kids, with my husband who works a lot, with a house to still have an upkeep, with still wanting to have self-care and go out and enjoy and go for a walk, go for a run, go to the gym, do something for myself. Like, is there balance in that? And how do you create that? And once again, and kind of fell down a rabbit hole and felt like the world was against me almost, right? Um, mm-hmm. Interesting how it, that cycled back around again, though. And again, I honor you for, for sharing this. I think this is hugely important for people to hear this. You know, these things can sneak back in even when we think that we've come up with a solution at the time. Yeah, it's... it. For me, at least, it's very much a peaks and valleys, right? Like where I'll go through and I think I have it all figured out and something will change. Something in our dynamic will change where I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I don't have this figured out. So I struggled a lot with, do I want to go back to work? Am I ready to go back to work yet? Is Are my children ready for me to go back to work yet? What What is our household going to look like? And I kind of put it all on my own shoulders. 
where mm-hmm. I don't have to do that, right? Like I, I learned through that process, communicating with my husband. He's like, you don't have to do it by yourself. Like you have a partner. Like that's the purpose of me. Like you need to use me, utilize me, bounce ideas off of me. What do you think? How are you feeling? So I think that communication, because it is, it's a busy, you know, it's busy. I'm, my husband gets home, we eat dinner, you know, you bathe the kids, you, there's not much time for that communication to really happen effectively between a partner when it, especially during this pandemic, from my own personal opinion, it's been really hard to mm-hmm. feel myself, feel like our relationship is the same, feel like my family life is the same because anything I would have done before I can't just go out and do. There's so many parameters around things, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and again, you're in an area that has been affected by multiple lockdowns. And again, just to clarify, because not all of our listeners are going to be from oh, yes. the, the Ontario region, but you're in the Toronto region. And uh, that's important that we kind of preface that, I think, a little bit, because it, again, it's important for that to be placed as far as what that looked like, is that you were in multiple lockdowns and definitely heavily affected by the idea of social allowance in your area in particular. Yeah. And like, we went through three of them, uh, or four of them. I can't even remember. That's how crazy this has been. But that I think for me was like, like I said, around that like 10 month mark, it was just such a big eye opening experience where my husband was like, use me and we're in this together. Like, remember that you're not alone. Like you have me to be able to fall back on. And if you need to walk away for a little bit and go upstairs and kind of take yourself out of that mom role, you can do that, right? Mm -hmm. He would go for a coffee date. Like he would make the effort to get a Starbucks. He knows that I love like Starbucks lattes, right? So he would bring home a Starbucks latte on the way home and be like, you know what? Thank you for everything that you do. Like just little things. Mm. Super kind though, but acts of kindness, right? And acts of service. And again, that's an important thing we bring up right now is love languages. He is helping you, you know, and showing a love language and acts of service. And at this point in your marriage and in your life, it sounds like that's what you really needed. Yes, so much to almost remember that, you know what, you can do this. And no matter how tough things get, you can kind of transition through that. So it's really, I think, opened up an eye-opening experience that as parents, and I mean, just could say moms, but for myself during this postpartum experience, it was so different because now I have two people that rely on me to be this big figure in their life and Mm -hmm. I need to show them that it's okay to fall it's okay to falter it's okay to cry it's you know like to show Mm -hmm. through that change because change is great change means that you are growing now my almost four-year-old so she's three and a half I'm able to have those conversations with her and explain that because she'll ask oh mommy why are you sad Mm -hmm. I love that you have that dialogue it's I think that, you know, we look at, oh, it's going to help our kids when we do these things. It also helps us. Like it helps us as parents to be like, wow, like my kid is actually listening to me. They understand me and they Mm. are able to take those emotions because I think we don't want to express those emotions as often sometimes in our mind. We think, oh, you know, they're going to think that that's a sign of weakness because that is in society sometimes how things are viewed but in my I agree. opinion it's like this, it's like a superhero concept i was just gonna say that it's the idea that our parents are not superhuman you know and we are growing and we are evolving and there's i always bring this up with people there's no parent man when the child arrives and every child is so unique and every situation is so unique and every experience and the emotional maturity of the parent is unique and that's what i think you're touching on right now which i'd love to touch on more is the idea of 
emotional maturity as a parent. And that's something I can tell you that really has transformed my parenting and my thoughts around it. And you're touching on it right now and the idea of utilizing your words, sharing with your children your feelings and allowing yourself to be emotionally accountable. I am feeling really frustrated. I am feeling really irritated. I am sad, happy, upset. I am feeling joyful. It's important to share that, I think, with your children, no matter what the age, and that you're not stuffing it. Because then they witness that stuffing and they think to themselves, something's going on with mom. I don't know what it is. And she's not willing to share it. Or there is, again, underlying energy there. And I think that is detrimental to kids' development and to yourself. <laughs> yes, it really and is. And, and, I, and I think that that emotional intelligence that you provide them, the younger, the, in my own opinion, kind of going yes. through this transition now, you know, being a mom of two kids and going through the pandemic and where I became a mom of two kids during that. I think that emotional intelligence has really opened my eyes that children need that at such a young age. And so do parents. Parents need to learn how to communicate better with their children because it is, it's, it's a very frustrating experience especially when your kids don't talk or you know what if your kids are strong-willed yeah like either side right like my oldest is she's stubborn strong-willed she's very much me right where very loud she has her opinions and she's three right so that's awesome um, that's a leadership that's that's a strong fiery energy in there and we applaud that right and i just i don't know that teaching her that we talk we use our words. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be extremely happy. We started a sleep chart because she was struggling with her sleep and it was really affecting me and my, my younger daughter when I would have days by myself with her. I'm exhausted, so I'm not putting my full energy into her. So we started this sleep chart and it was from the dollar store, nothing crazy. But one of the things that I loved about this sleep chart was that it came with stickers and it asked, how are you feeling today? And that was the first thing you start your day with. And I was mm-hmm. like, how are we not incorporating this into everything that we do? When it's I wake so up tricky. in the morning, that should be the first thing that runs through is how am I feeling? How are it's you? so feeling? true. Same way. Why do we not allow them to have their feelings? It's like kids having getting up, not feeling 100%. We don't always wake up feeling 100%. So to expect our children to be like rays of sunshine every single day or, you know, always being in alignment with our energy is so unfair to them. And so do you forget bringing up the topic of how are you feeling? Asking that question as a serious listening tool to help your child success. Yeah, I think that like that postpartum experience for me, this is where my learnings really evolved. And, you know, it's now been 14 months and it's been 14 Mm -hmm. months of something new every day a new emotion every day a new feeling we're talking about feelings like it's a new feeling Mm -hmm. when I wake up I'm I was so excited this morning because I knew that I was going to be able to have this chat and you know hopefully you know it influences somebody to adopt the thinking of it's okay to have good and bad days and it's okay to have those very transparent conversations with your kid there's no too young of an age right like I'm I talk normally like an adult to my 14 month old because I'm like you know what she can't respond but she understands she understands what I'm saying because I will ask her something and then a big smile will come on her face or a frown or so I think I've opened up that gate now and that was my if if I learned anything the most during this experience that was that was my biggest learning is that my parenting had to evolve with having that second child my parenting needed to evolve in the sense of providing my children with the tools to be successful toddlers to be successful kids when they go to school to be you know students to be cousins friends whatever that may be and eventually adults right so you know your hope as a parent obviously would be that but the You're post- foundation yeah and I and I think that then in thinking kind of about talking with you over this I was thinking about it and I'm like how have I evolved in other ways right so mm-hmm. how did it how 
did this experience affect me, you know, with friends? And I think to myself, I know myself, I give 20 billion percent to my friendships. That's just the type of person I am. And and you kind of mentally expect it. You just kind of expect that in return. Where realizing that not everyone is like that. That may not be who they are. And I had to navigate through that because I, you know, I felt at times like, why am I giving so much energy and giving you so much energy? And I'm not even, I don't get a text or I'm not getting a telephone call or like, you don't even think about me where that's not necessarily the truth. It's just that that person Mm -hmm. doesn't work the same way. Right. So and it goes Mm -hmm. back to expectations. And that's something that we talk about often on the table. We say, you know, the idea with friendships is when you remove expectations around relationship dynamics, boundaries, respect, integrity, and trust. Those are foundational sets. When you remove expectations around a friendship and let it just be exactly what it's meant to be and let the people both be authentic in their needs, it's incredible how you accept people differently and how you have nothing but love in your heart for them because you see them where they're at. And I think that's a key part of what you were talking about right now is that when you are thinking about it as a personal slight that you're not being communicated with, it's important to remove ourselves from that and it's not personal in the sense that it maybe is an expectation that we are putting on them. You know what I mean? And so... I love that you bring up the idea of evolving friendships because I think that's really important for people to to think about more is that maybe it's about changing or transitioning out of the expectation. 100% because I don't know. I think that there's always, everyone always tells you, oh, you know, everything's going to change when you have a baby. Friendships will change. The people you know today, you know, there's always those comments that kind of come out, right? And my thought is, is I hope they do. I think that's awesome. I'm like this. Yeah. Darn, darn right. It's going to be different. Darn right. It's going to change. And I'm super excited about that because that's growth, my friend. That's chapters yes. in our book. And I want a yes. great big fat book and I'm full of awesome chapters. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? And so, so I love that you're like that because it's like wait a minute you were in that chapter and that was an awesome friendship during that chapter and I'm in a different chapter right now I'm in a super honor where I'm at today and whoever wants to come in involved in my party my boat my minivan my you know my lane whatever verbiage you want to use I always think that we just honor that and that makes it so much more fun it does (laughs) it does and it's just that much more exciting of growth right because it's easier to accept and even recognize that growth when you start looking at it from that perspective right and and uh, you know like I said I've lost so many friendships and I'm thinking to myself why like you start questioning like is it me did I do something and then Mm. I think to myself I'm like and I've had moments in the last especially the last six months where you know my other one is now starting to get a little bit more independent in the sense that like I'm not you know nursing and stuff like that but I'm like I grew I grew as a person I grew yes I I focused on me because that's what I needed to do I focused on my kids I focused on my husband and my relationship because that was key to me at that moment and I still gave effort but I needed to do that and I needed to change to growth into a better person and I feel that I have done that I feel like I have done such a drastic 180 into a better person and not to say that I don't have bad days days I'm just like I want to be alone right but um, I know within myself that I have become a better person a better mom a better wife I appreciate my husband more than probably I ever did and you know he's an amazing man to begin with and I'm very blessed for that I just I think I appreciate him for the little acts of kindness that I never thought of before right I just thought oh you're bringing Mm -hmm. me coffee right and then yeah when you're going through that transition stage you look at it as wow like you took the time to think about what I would want 
and how my day would be better when you came home. And it doesn't have to be something physical. My husband is very much a gift giver. Um, Yes, which is lovely. That's his love language. Like that's his love language for sure. Very much so. But that for me was such a turning point as well, right? So I think Mm -hmm. you know through this postpartum experience, and and I say postpartum because that's kind of where it was an eye-opening experience for me, right? There's so many different parts of my life that I've gone through that have been eye-opening experiences. And we chat about that before, but this growth of my family has really changed who I have become and what I want in life and what my perception of a good, healthy relationship as well is, right? Emotionally, physically, mentally, such amazing experience to go through and to recognize who you were and now who you see you've become and see kind of who's also beside you during that uh, experience, right? It's beside you, my friend. And that's what we talk about. Come and sit with us as warriors, right? We sit together and we share these stories of inspiration and of challenge. This is the whole basis because we hope that we can inspire others. And I know that you have definitely resonated with many listeners today. And I know that I certainly have huge excitement and major authentic love and support for you regarding again your authentic change because this is great to again discuss the evolution it's the evolution of being a parent and the evolution of being a woman but the evolution of being a human too and that we're all growing like i said we are every day we all get up and we all try and do our best with a kindness in our heart and strong intention is what the hope is definitely very true that is probably a very strong truth so yeah so that's kind of the biggest pieces and even as I move forward now into this new stage where work is coming up on the date of return I still think to myself how am I going to change between now and then and what's going to happen once I go back to work and what kind of change is going to be needed in order to kind of navigate through those new channels right so yeah I'm super excited well I can't wait to talk to you for the next chapter yes yeah I look forward to super excited hearing about the working mom segment that's the next chapter in this evolution it is it is i really appreciate you coming to sit with us today and i honor your authenticity and we are very very happy to hear that there is such amazing growth with you and your family and i send you love and light my friend i look forward to our next sitting thank you kindly have a wonderful day much love